Welcome to the Rock is George podcast. I'm your host, George Dion, and this is episode 126. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit that like, follow, or subscribe button on the platform you're listening on. You can also check me out at the loudest.com on the planet, knac.com, for exclusive interviews, live show reviews, photos, album reviews, and more not available on the Rock is George podcast. My guest for this episode is vocalist Ross Jennings of the UK progressive metal act Haken, which unfortunately I pronounce Haken at the beginning of our interview, and I apologize to Ross and the band and the fans for that one. Haken recently released their seventh studio album, Fauna, on March 3rd through Inside Out Music, and they're gearing up for their North American Fauna Expedition Tour starting on May 3rd. And here's frontman Ross Jennings of Haken to tell you more about it. If I knew absolutely nothing about Haken, how would you describe the band's music to me? We're essentially labeled as a progressive metal act. Um, I find that quite restrictive, honestly. Um, our sort of unifying um, factor is that we, we do all come and are inspired by heavy metal. But there's so much to this to the music we write. There's so many influences in what we do. Um, so yeah, it's re- it's really an eclectic beast uh, amalgamation of different styles. And um, so yeah, it's there's we like to feel like there's something for everyone in what we do. Uh, but there's always like a hard edge to to the to the sound. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of the big news coming out of the hacking camp is that you're going to be starting your North American fauna expedition. Uh, yeah. On May 3rd, and it's lasting through June 3rd. It starts in Nashville. Uh, when was the last time hacking toward the North American uh, continent? Well, we were over last May um, opening for Symphony X um, for about a month as well. Um, so that was cool. We you know, playing to a slightly different audience to our regular punters. Um, perhaps... Um, you know that we made some new fans along the road there but yeah it's it's been a while since we've actually come out and done a headline tour so uh we're really stoked and excited to be uh playing a full set out there you know longer longer than 60 minutes and uh it's gonna be great yeah super excited you got a wealth of material kind of to choose from at this point you're on your seventh album so how yeah. do you break down the set list for something like this oh man it's it's so difficult you know you What's well, hours and hours of music now, and there's always uh, everyone's got different favorites. Um, so really, we have to kind of ignore that <laughs> and just uh, focus on what's going to flow well, and, and um, you know, and try and cover a lot of the different records as well. You know, try and keep it kind of balanced. But um, really, we're going out celebrating the new re- the new record, and um, we want to give these new songs uh, a live airing and. The, and a chance to see um, how how well they go down with the audience. So, yeah, you're going to be making your way through my neck of the woods on May 9th at the Paradise Rock Club in Boston. That's right up nice. there next to uh, Boston University. So you're probably cool. going to be getting a crazy crowd, even though it's a Tuesday night. Boston uh, is always fun for me. I'm a big uh, Aerosmith fan, so I know like uh, they, you know, the Boston bad boys. <laughs> uh, it's always fun to kind of come you know walk through those that city and um you got them it's, it's a great music city as well so um yeah great i can't wait to uh, come back um and play it and play there yeah but it's you know we're we're 
covering so much ground on this tour. You know, it's it's all going to go by in a flash, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I notice you're hitting the East Coast and you're going down south and you're heading out west and then you're going to fly back home and do some festivals in Europe. It's you got a crazy route. It's mad. And, you know, we we hit so many different sort of climates <laughs> along the way when getting into the, the hottest climates uh, that we've ever experienced and then heading up to Canada where it's a little bit colder and it's um yeah it's 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 a wild ride you know gotta, you gotta stay healthy <laughs> absolutely uh once you come off of this tour you guys are playing download festival 20 have you guys ever played download in the past no um and you know being a UK festival we've been dying to get on the bill for years um we were booked uh for, for 2020 well, obviously that fell through for obvious reasons so that that was a real bummer that we missed out on that but um yeah it's great to be on this lineup which is particularly strong and we're on the same day metallica are playing which is uh really cool <laughs> so yeah super stoked we've got a great slot up there in the evening on um quite a decent stage so yeah I, um just to be able to play our music and make some new fans again is, is like the key really just to keep uh, this band evolving and um yeah growing the fan base that's that's what we're hoping to do is there a chance when you go on these festivals to kind of mingle with the other bands or i guess kind of fanboy out with some of the bands that that inspired you yeah i mean usually there's an opportunity it normally happens in the catering tent um you know just lining up on the buffet there and just you know seeing your idols across the table (laughs) uh we'll see if that happens you know um some some more high profile acts keep to themselves, but um yeah, it's always nice to like meet other musicians and all going through the same experiences as you. So, uh, so it's really it's really cool to uh, touch base. Yeah. So the album you're supporting is Fauna. It came out on March third through Inside Out Music. Uh, yeah. Sort of a loose concept. Uh, everything's kind of tied to an animal, but there's also a story in there related to that. Uh, I read that you were inspired by uh, Philip K. Dick, whose book uh, Dream, Do Robots Dream mm-hmm. of Electric Sheep, and it turned into the Blade Runner movie and stuff like that. So is, is that sort of the theme that runs throughout Fauna or just a couple of songs? No, actually, just that was just on the alphabet of me. Um, actually, each song stands on its own, really. There's no uh, narrative that runs throughout. Um, but we, yeah, like you mentioned, though, the album is linked by uh, the use of uh, animals if that's metaphorical or actually just um you're using them literally in the songs um that's that that was our approach um it started with sort of thinking about totems and spirit animals and um well that was a cool idea to have songs represented by have, uh, of their own individuality and personality like that way so um but yeah that was a particularly fun well like i'm a huge blade runner fan and um yeah I, I sort of reread the book for to get inspired for that track um so yeah that was a that was a fun one to do uh, and it wasn't obvious about the animal aspect wasn't too obvious on that one so um so it's it's nice to get a bit deeper with the lyrics to break off just a little yeah. did, did you like the blade runner remake i'm not sure that it held up to the oh, original the, the 2049 yeah yeah i loved it yeah, it was really cool. Really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we saw we saw that in the theater in when we were out in Brazil <laughs> last time. So the my first experience of it was um 
uh, I think it was in English, but it had like uh, Portuguese subtitles. <laughs> so it was an interesting experience. Let's talk a little bit about some of the songs that you've released from uh, the album. Let's talk yeah, a little yeah. bit about Taurus. Uh, sure. You state in your PR materials, it's about kind of the wildebeest migration, the antelope mm-hmm. trying to, I think I saw a film on that at the Museum of Science, the antelope. Oh, really? <laughs> but uh, if you want to talk a little bit how kind of the themes behind that song and the other duality of the song being the uh, war in Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, a couple of the guys suggested the wildebeest um as the theme but when it came to writing the lyrics i didn't really have sort of anything powerful to link it to like what am i singing about and it just so happens that the you know, at the time the, the whole crisis in ukraine was happening and it seemed prevalent to me that this idea of um people traveling in numbers and sort of the power of that message um it, when they're fleeing from their homeland and s- searching for something uh, some more positive, you know, like a. Uh, it even becomes kind of spiritual if you're looking at it that, that way, you know. Um, you know. The search for enlightenment and a better life and all this. Um, so I felt like that that was my link to the wildebeest idea, which I almost scrapped because I had no sort of real heart to sing about. Um, but that that tend that worked out in the end. Um, so yeah, that 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 the current affairs at the time really inspired um, that, that creative process. The duality on eyes of Ebony is the, as far as the animal is concerned was the white rhinos near extinction. And, but also your guitarist's father passing away. Correct. Yeah. I mean, he was um, a huge, played a huge role in, uh haken's sort of history like we we all love and respected richard's dad and um the the passing of of him was unexpected and uh, really sad actually like for all of us so we felt like um for all he gave to the band in the early days we, we wanted to pay respects to that and um we left really that the whole lyric department all in the hands of richard to to explore and and um, give it that a really honest emotional touch um yeah so there's um a beautiful thing making making that connection to the extinction of the white rhino and and uh sort of the mourning of someone so important and special um so it makes makes for an all a really powerful ending to the record you have a new addition to the band uh keyboardist peter jones who was actually with the band prior yeah. to the release of your first album, I believe. So what kind of, what led to his departure in the very beginning and what brought him back here today? Sure. Yeah. Um, Pete's been with us from the very beginning um, of the process of uh, the, the demos back in 2007, 2008. Um, he was with us and then decided that he would uh, pursue, a, um, well, pursue his academic uh, path in theoretical physics i believe was his uh, subject and he did that and he and all the while maintaining his chops on the keyboard and uh we always stayed in close contact with him throughout you know he was a he was a fan of the band as well coming to our london shows and supporting us and um later on around about 2015 16 he he hooked up with richard and dan briggs from between the buried and me and made a record 
uh, called uh, what they called the Nova Collective. It's an instrumental record, really cool. Uh, so we kind of got to hear that he's he was still a uh, you know a really great player. And uh, when the time arose and we had a, an opening in the band for a keyboard player, it just made perfect sense to invite him back in. Like it was a no-brainer. Everyone immediately said, Pete's our man, <laughs> see if he's up for it. And he was, you know, he was available and uh, it worked out great. And, you know, it's given us a, a real boost in energy and good vibes and, you know, like it. Uh, the album artwork for Fauna, fantastic. Got uh, a lot of detail in there. It's uh, by Dan Goldsworthy. Uh, how did you get Dan on board to do the album cover? Uh, so Charlie, our guitarist Charlie, um, came across him. I don't know how that relationship started. I know that Dan uh, does a lot of covers for, like, I guess, thrash metal bands. That's his thing. Um, and Charlie being a huge fan of that genre sort of came across his work and and used him for his solo record Tiktalica and we were blown away by the sort of um the scope of that artwork it was it was almost like a heavy metal Roger Dean uh concept and uh we were looking for a change of you know a change up a little bit in the art department as well so perfect um opportunity to ask dan if he'd be interested in working for haken and it so happens he's a huge fan and uh was you know he got really deep into it you know we supplied him with all the um the lyrics some of the some of the earlier demos and and uh some extra notes that you know i made about what we'd like to see and the start stylistically and uh yeah he got he got really deeply involved with that and turned out amazing we were all blown away really um so yeah it's, it's turned out to be a really great product to own and hold in your hands which is key these days in my opinion like to have the physical products is we're kind of advocates for that we're holding on to that <laughs> in this uh digital age i was going to say something like mm -hmm. that with with artwork like that that's so detailed it kind of mm -hmm. plays great to the vinyl medium totally yeah you said it you said it better than me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've had a busy year yourself outside of Haken, as far as music's concerned. You did a project with uh, the guys from that formerly of Spock's Beard, uh, Nick D. Virgilio. I might have said that right, and Neil Morse. Yeah, man, that's that's uh, that's been awesome. It's just a shame we haven't been able to play anything live together yet. Um, but I'm really proud of the record. We're working on a, a follow up as well, which is super exciting. Uh, hopefully. That will see the light of day later in the year. Um, yeah, that's gone down pretty well. Like it's completely unexpected for fans that might be expecting a certain kind of sound from what you know to what we what we normally do <laughs> in our sort of day jobs. Um, but we we had this passion to do uh, this sort of you know, I guess stripped down three part harmony, a bit sort of sim more simplistic, I'd say, but you know, equally catchy tunes and rockier numbers and uh, just really focusing on that sort of that bond of three people, three voices, you know, that's the key thing. And uh, yes, yeah, it's music I'm a really big fan of and I love old country music, love the Crosby, Stills and Nash vibe. Um, so that was, you know, that that really touched me that I was asked to be part of that, really. <laughs> it was <laughs> crazy. I didn't expect it. 
Was that something that was born out of the uh, lockdowns? It it was essentially, yeah. Um, and I know that Neil and Nick sort of were were struggling to think of a third voice for it, and just gave gave me a shot. I guess it was a gamble, you know. <laughs> it works. Our voices together sound amazing. It's um, yeah, really pleased. Yeah. You also put out a solo album. You had. Um... A Shadow of My Future Self in 2021, and you followed that up with an acoustic uh, session on that one. Mm -hmm. Do you plan on future solo work, or is now with Haken kicking back up and the world opening back open, Is will there be less solo material? Oh, sure. Like That, that was another, um, I guess, product of, of pandemic and having all this time, for sure. Um, it was something I always wanted to do, uh, to branch out stylistically again, to do more kind of like arena rock vibes and um singer songwriter stuff um uh, i i wrote enough material that i do have more in the bank <laughs> so i you know i do intend to eventually put another record together uh if there's demand for it for sure um but yeah haken's always the priority and it's the most time-consuming project so um yeah we'll see when there's a window of opportunity i will uh you know work on that second record at some point and certainly you had a third project if, if you can believe it during lockdown times called novena which was on frontiers you had the 11th hour in 2020 and the stop clock ep in 2021 do, do you think yeah. those releases got kind of lost in the whole pandemic shuffle yeah i do it was a big shame because there was this whole build-up to um you know we wanted to this, this we wanted for this debut release to come out with a bang and it came out on march 6th <laughs> and we were locked down by march 20th or something like that and so rather rather unfortunate you know we had some some sort of touring planned around it and and uh, release shows and stuff like that and it all kind of got lost yeah uh, but that's fine you know we we've we've had a, a little bit of a shuffle of the personnel since then um so we my co-vocalist is um now a female called Pippi and um we're working on new material right now sort of in the background it's sort of um you know it's not our main pro none, for none of us it's our main project so it's uh work on it as and when we can and um yeah no you'll there'll be some novena uh activity at some point in the near future no doubt awesome <laughs> those are all the questions i have for you today ross the new album by haken is fauna it's out now uh, through inside out music and you start your north american tour on may 3rd oh man we can't wait hope to see everyone there <laughs> singing along well once again i want to thank ross jennings of haken for coming on the rock is george podcast be sure to check out their latest album fauna out now on inside out music Head over to your favorite music streaming app. Take a listen to what's available. If you like what you hear, buy a physical copy. Support the artist. Haken is going to be coming to a club near you on their North American Fauna Expedition Tour starting on May 3rd through June 3rd. They start in Nashville, Tennessee. They hit Boston, Massachusetts at the Paradise Rock Club in my neck of the woods on May 9th. Then they're back overseas for Download Festival 20 in the UK in June. For all things Haken, head over to their official website, hakenmusic.com. I also want to thank 
Jen Farhood of Chipster PR and Inside Out Music for making this interview possible. You've been great. I've been George Dion. I'll see you again soon.